Okay. Yo, what's good, everyone? Thank you for stepping to the Coach's Box. Back for another episode. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined by Coach Pace and Coach Murph. And, you know, it wouldn't be the Coach's Box if we didn't start. You know, we always talking about, you know, in- inclusion. And we talk, we call people out when they tripping. And we had some people tripping this week. And, and when I say people, I'm referring to Brett Favre and Robert Sarr. And so we would be remiss here on the coach's box if we didn't address this just a little bit. So we're going to dig a little bit into this here. So Coach Murph, what what are your thoughts on the Brett Favre and Robert Sarver situation? The ridiculousness. I'm going to call this segment. Lord have mercy. And please don't take any offense to this. If you do, that just means you have to reevaluate some stuff in your own life. But I'm talking about specifically people of this nature. This is the two nasty white boys. You got one stealing from the poor and widely known, of course, people, minorities are the ones that, you know, gets, you know, federal funding and stuff like that. You're, you make millions of dollars in assisting millionaires, dang near billionaires to make more money while taking from people that have little to nothing. And then you got somebody else that the clean version is, well, what he should have said is these black players need someone that they can, you know, basically perceive someone that is a peer of theirs. Or you could just say, I would even be okay if he said they're Black players, they need a Black coach. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say what he said, mm-hmm. even though that I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> but he can't. And the fact that you have people uh, I forgot the, the guy, but told him because he was over here saying, oh, well, how come Draymond can say it and I can't? That's just idiotic behavior. You can't run an organization or be a part of organizations ran by or, you know, employing minority Black people. Uh, like majority of your, your staff is black that makes you millions of dollars and you're just going to be racially insensitive. They did a whole movement. You got Chris Paul on your team. Mm-hmm. Man, Chris Paul sure know how to pick his teams, don't he? That's what I'm saying. And you already know you were around for the Donald Sterling thing. So clearly, and then we had the whole Trayvon Martin thing we had. Uh, you know, they did a whole protest in the bubble, and then you sit there and you have history and things saying that. I don't know the time stamps on them, but you should know that that's wrong, especially when someone tells you that that's wrong and you just continue to say it. Mm-hmm. That just shows that you just don't care. And then you just get fined a measly 10 elms, a billionaire getting, getting <laughs> fined $10 million. Dane, you're a billionaire because he's not a billionaire. But, and then tell him you can't come for a year. Deshaun Watson had allegations, got fined $5 million. 
and suspended for almost a year and he's nowhere near a billionaire like this these are the things i know there's two different organizations but these are the two things that are common that what happens you see that um how you know black people will be wrongfully imprisoned where you have someone of you know that's caucasian white whatever and they just get a little tap on the wrist and people don't learn from that because it's just like If this is what, if this is the the worst I'm gonna get, then I'm gonna just keep doing it. I'll do something here. I do something there. Uh, like you have to hit people where it hurts. But people forget how to do that when it comes someone of a lighter complexion. So, um, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm not shocked about Sarver. I'm disappointed in Brett Favre. But I'm just like, I don't understand how, I mean, part of me does understand, is it still idiotic to me, but how people can run these schemes for so long and just be okay with it. Mm -hmm. You've made millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And all you want to do is just, find ways to to scam people that don't have much already mm-hmm. so i'm i'm curious of i'm i'm really curious of what um uh, you know former players teammates um and, and current athletes are going to uh you know reciprocate to, to this news with far um if he'll like become exiled and you know people just won't rock with them anymore um, Wrangler going to have to no more commercials from Wrangler and them, them bum a jeans. And like, it, it's just sad. It is sad. It's sad. Like, I, yeah. I don't even know what to, I don't even know what to say on Sarver. Like, I feel like I have way more to say about Farm than Sarver because, like I said, it's not like a shocker where you have a white you know a rich white man that is racist i mean i I just feel like that's just the case you know nine times out of ten so i don't know what what were y'all thinking when these this news came out go ahead coach face um i'm not gonna lie to you sarver I wasn't really surprised just because, I mean, he's an older man. He's rich. Doesn't really have a grasp on reality anymore. Um, It's funny because the term he used, I get it because I understand what he's saying is the fact that who's saying it is the problem. Because I I can say what I need to say. Um, using those terms because I know what he said, but you can't say it. It just that's just how the world works. I get what you're saying, and like Coach Murph said, you can say they're black men. They need another black man to you know help understand, like as their coach. I get it. You could have said that. I wouldn't have had a problem. It's just you use one of the most forbidden words that you're probably not supposed to use. That's it. 
And it doesn't surprise me. You can say you're not racist, you're not sexist. Um, all the misogynistic claims that he has, when there's smoke, there's fire. So I'm, listen, this doesn't really surprise me, okay? It doesn't. At, all, at this point, it doesn't anymore. Older men with money don't have a grasp on reality, and they're stuck in their ways of racism and thinking women are less than. Whatever. That's just how the world works at this point with these older men with money. Now, Brett Favre is a disgusting and vile being. You can't tell me otherwise. I don't care that he's your favorite quarterback. I don't care that he looks like he's having fun when he plays football. I could care less. Okay? If T.O. had done half the things that Brett Favre has done since retirement or even before retirement, with all due respect, T.O. would still be looking at the Hall of Fame trying to get in. Mm-hmm. But Brett Favre gets all these excuses because he's the golden boy. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care that his father died when he was playing football. Guess what? Guess how many people's other father died when they were playing football? People have had kids die before a game. No, Listen, sorry. I mean, you guys made a big deal because he had a big game afterward, but that's because he's Brett Favre. Like, Marquise Goodwin literally played the game after he had a child die. Yeah, mm, just throwing that out there. But ESPN has some fascination with Brett Favre. Don't get why. Don't care why. I met the guy. He can't – I mean, he's socially awkward. He's not right in the head. Sorry, I'm just being forthright about what my experience with Brett Favre was when I was at the Hall of Fame. But um, for you to steal – like Shannon Sharp said, for you to steal from the poorest – the one of the poorest states in the country – Jackson, Mississippi doesn't have water. They still don't have water. You couldn't even steal the money to give to Jackson, Mississippi so they can repair the water. You stole it for your daughter's school so they can get a new vault. Like that is that is that is mind-boggling. And you're worth over a hundred million dollars allegedly. You probably are worth 150. You couldn't even call up some homeboys. And be like, hey, can we put this fundraiser together and raise $5 million? Yep. I can throw a million. Can we get like four other people to throw a million? I yep. know you got a million. Like, bro, you yeah. think they could have did the whole like matching thing. So whatever you donate, we'll match it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just like you said, everybody views him as the golden boy. It shouldn't be hard for you to just go put something together, make an appearance here, do a commercial there, reach out to some friends. And then, oh, yeah, I got you far. But now you do and on top one of, of the most despicable things. On top of that, guess what he can do after he does it? He can write it off. Mm-hmm. He literally gets the money back at the end of the year. You can write it off because guess what? It's a donation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can write it off. That's what rich people do. They write everything off. And you couldn't even do that. Nope. Bro, you know how you're you're sick, dude. You you're sick. Listen, you ain't as sick as Deshaun Watson. You're just sick in a he's sick over here. You're sick over there. It's same ballpark though. Yeah, it's a sick spectrum, and they're both. Yeah, it. it's a it's a sick spectrum. Same ballpark though. He's mm-hmm. in left field. You're in right field. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I'm a, I'm gonna keep this quick. You know, Brad Favre out here doing the reverse Robin Hood, and I'm just like. To, to your point, there's so many other ways they could have got that five mil, five mil to a, to 
folks with that economic privilege is, is nothing. If he didn't want to put forth all the money himself, he, yeah, they could have got easily gathered that money. Like, yo, you know, I'm trying to fix up my daughter's stadium, whatever like that, playing volleyball over there. I'm, I'm in the in Mississippi area. I stayed. This is kind of, and that's the thing that's part. Like, that's his, those are his people, Mississippi. Like, that's like, that's like me, born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, stealing money from the government to give Ohio State University a new volleyball center. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are all my, supposed to be my people. I'm from, you know, that state. So it's just like the whole entire boy out here stealing from the poor to give to the privilege already. Like, like, come on, man. Like that, that, that's just very sickening. Very, very sickening. I'm very disappointed. I mean, really the reason he got a lot of popularity is because of John Madden. Cause John Madden really liked to see him play. Uh, and as soon as, as soon as the, this came out, I texted y'all and I was like, man, like John Madden be rolling his grave right now because to, to see, to see this. And, and so I, there's a part of me that's glad that he didn't have to know about this, you know? Um, but yeah, he's, he helped make Brett Favre famous. You know, he, you know, that was one of his favorite players. And then Robert Sarver, I'm like, it, yeah, not surprising. Uh, unfortunately, it's not surprising after what we've seen with the Raiders, after we've seen with the Washington Commanders, we've seen with the Clippers, we've seen with other organizations. Doesn't surprise me one bit. Uh, the part that is intriguing is that Sarver never denied any of it. I was expecting a full, you know, backed in the corner, back against the wall. I'm defending myself because they ain't got no proof type of thing. Nah, he's like, yeah, I mean, they just took it out of context. And, and so you have using the, you have the, the, the racist language, you have that, but then you also have commenting on women's bodies to other employees, right? So to their faces, to other employees, making sexual comments. So what context was that supposed to be taken in, Robert? How was we supposed to take that, Bobby? Huh? How you going to finesse your way out of that one? So I don't want to hear this whole context issue because there's no way around that. So what I'm wondering, and, and, and this was, this is going to be interesting because now that the punishment has been dealt, we're starting to see some money potentially move, which makes me think there might be something else done as a next step because when donald sterling's situation happened yes there was audio but also sponsors were like we're gonna pull our money from the league we're gonna pull our money from the league we're gonna pull our money from the clippers paypal just said we bought we're gonna pull our money paypal sponsors the the sun's jerseys paypal is like oh that's the game you're trying to do okay now nah, unless you get rid of him we gonna pull out uh, the minority owner. So he has the second largest stake of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, a, a man of color. So he's like, if he ain't gone, like he needs to go. Basically, he's you know, we gonna we gonna push him out the door, and he's not even one to take control. He's like, I just want him out 
and we'll get somebody else to be the majority owner. I don't even want his position. I just want him out of here. So we're starting to see some things come to fruition. Uh, I was talking to Coach Natty T earlier today, and we were talking about things. You know, LeBron put out a statement on social media and everything. I mean, it was cool. The, the thing about it is, is that, uh, and he brought this up, is that everybody knew what type of dude Bobby Sarver was before all this came out. It was like Donald Sterling. We, we knew who Donald Sterling was before that. And then nobody wants to speak out until this type of situation happens. And, and so it, it's okay on LeBron, I'm, you know, to say something, but it's like, bro, you could have said something way earlier, especially being LeBron James, you could say something earlier. Uh, and, and so it's just a, a convenience of time when people decide to speak up and say something. Uh, so that was a little disappointing. Uh, but those are just my thoughts on, on, on the situation. Just just really disappointed overall because I liked watching Brett Favre play. I, I found myself rooting for him, even though I didn't really like the Packers because I was a Cowboys fan growing up. But I, I respected the way that he played the game. And then just to see that, it's just like when they talk about never meet your role, mo- you know, role models, this, this is exactly why they talk. This is exactly why that statement is accurate. Yeah, I, I see. I understand where Natty's coming from, but this is where I, I'll fight back on that. It's because, you know, being black, we also have to play. We always have to play that role, no matter what our stature is. We also there's time. There's a lot of times we have to perceive ourselves like, OK, we can't press every issue um, to the point of. So we're like because then we're labeled as that angry black man that or angry black woman, angry, angry black person that's fighting back are like pushing everything even before like evidence made just like for Donald Sterling it was the recordings that indicted him that's what um you know Adam Silverman said he was just like or Silver said he was like basically is he say she said we believe it but we don't have the hard fact like we have for Donald so that's why he felt like he couldn't like just make himself his portion of the team or or whatever but um also, because you could say the same thing about Brian Flores. He could have said way sooner, like, oh, they were trying to have me tank games, so on and so forth. But sometimes you just have to wait and let these things pile up so you can just, here's my evidence. Mm-hmm. This is what happened. And this is why I'm pushing it now, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, you can look at it both ways because you can be like, oh, well, you're LeBron James. You know, you could say it. But also it's just like, yeah, but I just can't just go out, start spewing stuff, even that it may be true. And then people be like, okay, well then how do you know? Well, I'm LeBron James. That's not good enough. And so, I, I think the league might've known some earlier too. And if so, then I will put a lot of the onus on them. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, you, you could, I feel like putting it more on, on like the other owners and, and higher ups is more so than the players. Cause it just come, it just comes off different. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if they have to stand and do, cause like in actuality, they could go out every single day and expose somebody. Yeah. And, or, or say something like, Hey, I think something is up for him, but it just comes off some type of way. If you don't have that, you know, the, like uh, the evidence mm-hmm. on that, or the person just doesn't have a record. It's just like, Oh, they slipped up. So let's just bring it up. And then, cause it's not like, you know, the, the justice system where it's like, okay, well, this is your first strike. We just want to do this. And the next time th- when these things happen because of the structure of, of these businesses, 
they try to hit home runs on or make, you know, give them the worst punishment possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just can't be like, oh, like, well, you came like, oh, he said the N word once. And it's just like, all right, well, we got to do something about it. But also it's just like, but I feel like there's more there. So let's just try to get them out in one swoosh. So um, it's just, I feel like it's more of a strategic thing versus I'm just waiting until the news get exposed. But um, yeah, that's, that's, good. Like, that's good. And the last thing I got to say about Sarver, or Sarver is like stuff like this is, and I say this jokingly, but it's kind of true, but we all know because um, like many comedians make statements about it and we've seen it. Uh, in our lives, you know, just through growing up, all of this starts, I always put the onus on where you come from. Sarver and a lot of these, you know, owners come from that structure of households where parents let them say whatever the hell they want. Like we've seen videos and stuff like that of people like, oh, I was hanging over my white friend's house and he's told his mom, shut up and get out of my room. And we looking at them like, no one will have an us if we say that. Nah. Like they, there's just no, they never, re, a lot of them didn't respect anything from a younger age. So, of course, when they get old, I got here being this way. Mm-hmm. Listen, if I said that to my mom, y'all have never met me. I, w- I, I wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have made That's it. That's a fact, bro. My mom and dad would have been on, like, I, you just got to know your role. Like, you just have to understand there's certain things that you can't say. Like, I almost died off of here, Huh? <laughs> almost died off a look what that's what i'm saying like i mean like look like wait i remember stumping up the stairs like oh you got an attitude then you just start lightly turned into a ninja right after that but it's just like you since you come from you know a a household where you just didn't respect anything at that point in time they're they're the odds of them changing is slum to none um and and that's what people have to start looking into, like you future billionaires. And this goes for, you know, all races. But um, like you just have to there is. Just because you hear your parents cuss, you don't just start cursing. Mm-hmm. If I looked at my parent like you said it, so why can't I? Oh, and that's like, right, let me show you why you can't say it, because this is what happens to you if you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 that, and that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, people need to find and friends, um, you know, associates, you got to keep people like that in check of like, even if it's something remotely close to something insensitive, you guys are a like, you can't, you can't do that. And then you got to start distancing yourself from these people so they can get the point. Cause some people just don't get hold accountable because they want to be like, Oh, well, it's the opportunity that I get being linked with him. But sometimes you just have to put your pride aside or it will set your, put your pride up and be like, this isn't right. And I can't stand for this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, another thing about Sarver and we, we can move on. I was thinking about this whole notion. And of course it was brought up because uh, I, I texted y'all immediately after the press conference. I was like, yo, Adam Silver is struggling, struggling right now. And they decided to talk about it today on a lot of the sports shows. But I hit y'all up right after it happened. Like, yo, I, because I've never seen him struggle in a press conference like this. Uh, Just the look on his face, his struggle to uh, 
answer the questions because the reporters were asking him a lot of good questions, thought-provoking questions that he could not answer. Like he knew that this wasn't this wasn't gonna fly. And so the the narrative was kind of like, well, and Stephen A. Smith brought this up today, was kind of like, well, I wonder if there was some kind of thing, if the owners were involved, that they were afraid that their stuff was going to get out there. But we later found out that the owners had nothing to do with the punishment that was dealt to Robert Sauber. It was purely with the commissioner and the investigation that happened there. But that doesn't mean that Robert wasn't on his Frank Lucas, though. That doesn't mean that he wasn't on it in some way, shape, or form. He could easily have something on, on Adam Silver. He could easily have something on the uh, uh, other owners and be like, all right, listen, so if you're going to get rid of me, I'm going to tell you right now, there are 12 other owners in your league that I could say the same thing about. So you really mm. want to have a mass exodus of owners leaving and have to replace us all? So a lot of people thought it was him holding it over the owner's head. I think... He held it over Adam's head and was like, do you really want this? Because think about all the money that you're going to lose and pull out in the NBA. If you're going to have to get rid of all of these people and replace them, good luck with that. So you can either go ahead, I, I give you this 10 mil and I'll go on vacation for a year. Or you can try to fill up half of your ownership in the league. The choice is yours. Yeah, I think it could be a mixture of that. And then also um, looking at it, it could be like, like I said, um, Sterling's came with solid hard evidence. Like there was no there was no dodging dodging that. So yeah. it, it made the decision a lot easier to get him out of there. Um, and then I don't even think that Sarver had to do that. It could also be like Adam looking at it like I already got rid of somebody. Uh, I already got rid of one owner because of you know some racial and uh, insensitive uh, things. If I if I do this again, where the optics, not everybody else is going to be in the sense of like, oh, he's just going to get, then that's probably what got other owners like, dang, if he got rid of him for that, then shoot, I, I might be out of here like next year or this and that. So it could be one of those because I think if they moved it to like, okay, we're going to have the owners vote on it they knew that they would have to get rid of them, even though majority, because majority will have to vote. I think they would set up like, there's no way. Cause then it looks bad for everybody else. That's just like, wait, so y'all all got together and just said, it's okay. It was like, then go ahead and handle that, Adam. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. So, so it's just like, they probably didn't even want to touch it. Like, no. no, you handle that. Cause if you bring this to us, everybody else is going like, okay, well, who was the one that said, who was the majority that said no? Cause then now everybody else is going to be like, okay, um, you know, Charlotte said no, Heat said no, Lakers said no. Then I was just like, okay, no, nah, I can't be with this organization because they're giving this guy the green light to just basically do whatever he wants. So it could it could be both ways. You could have something over them, but also they probably was like, yeah, I'm not trying to touch that because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I can't be the one tied to that of saying like, uh, no, I don't think he should be fired. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy, man. I. That stuff never ceases to amaze me, but it just it it just you just hate to see stuff like this unfold. But um, there'll be another uh, another situation I I feel coming down the pipeline very soon. We're gonna keep finding out about stuff, unfortunately. Um, 
But still waiting for the commanders. Yeah, for the commanders. I want to see that report. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, that laundry list of foolishness that they were doing over there in D.C. But um, we're going to move forward to the uh, NFL and do some week one reactions. So we had a really, really solid week one of games. A lot of close games, got a couple overtime games, had a game ending and tie, all that kind of stuff. So I know it's early. I know it's early. But there was some questionable stuff going on in week one. So we decided to bring back the hot seat week one. So Coach Pace, who is on your hot seat going into week two? Well, 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 well. I'm glad you asked, Jimmy Dean. Um, so my not see that as of week one. All right. Mm-hmm. We have, of course, Sean McVay. Mm. You wanna know why he's on the hot seat? Because <laughs> I'm a I'm a Rams fan. So listen, he's gonna be on my hot seat anyway. But <laughs> his performance as a head coach was so abysmal. It was so abysmal. The only reason you remotely sniffed a 17-point L, no, it was a 21-point L, my bad, 21-point L, is because your defense forced three turnovers (laughs) in the first half, Mm -hmm. which kept it 10-10. Because after that, you got – I don't know if we had offense on the field after that. All right? The versatility in offense stinks. All right, it's Cooper Cup or bust. Like when people say it's Devontae Adams or bust, or it's it's Derrick Henry or bust, usually you don't really mean that people just had a bad week. No, literally the Rams offense <laughs> is Cooper Cup or bust. That's true. He's the only one that had any stats for the any, any any my quarterback didn't even have more stats. <laughs> He had more sack yardage than throwing yardage. But anyway, okay, Hmm. there's that, all right? And McVay, you called a terrible plan. And your main focus to when you answered the question about, oh, why didn't Cam Akers play a lot? Cam Akers needs to show us more improvement in his game and take full advantage of the reps he gets. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you, McVay. That's, that's, That's throwing your running back under the bus. He might have had a bad game, pass blocking or whatever it is, but guess what? You had a game, bad game all around. You the head coach. There was nothing, because I know you don't run the defense, so there was nothing you did on special teams or offense that made me any happier than what you felt about Cam Akers. <laughs> okay? How are you supposed to do with the with the opportunities he got if he only had, like, three carries? Man, they was talking about his pass blocking and how he gave up, like, one or two sacks. Guess what? I, I can't do nothing with three carries either and the ball going to Cooper Cup. So ain't nobody going to be happy in here. If I don't get the ball, guess what? What I'm going to do? Okay, so I'm going to block. I'm going to do all this blocking to get three carries. Bro, get out of here, man. Because then guess what? As a running back, I'm taking unnecessary hits. And guess what? I'm going to be out of the league in the next year if I take some more hits like that. Not to mention y'all's offensive line was letting people through. So it's not just on Cam Akers. Didn't even speak on the O line. <laughs> we they rushing three and four and getting seven sacks. What are we doing? <laughs> it, it's like it's like and it's like they forgot who Von Miller was. Like he was just there. 
And literally. It, it just looked like he still had the, the playbook. Man. And on the Cam Akers tip, it's kind of like with the, the whole blocking thing, it's like, okay, I, I gave up, you know, one, two, whatever sacks. But like you said, the line gave up hella sacks. He was sacked like seven times. And then maybe he wouldn't get sacked as much if you ran the ball. No, 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 hold on. I got it. I got it. If he knew how to run the ball, that weak running scheme, zone blocking, y'all, that ain't been good since 2018, since Todd Gurley was there, since y'all went to the Super Bowl. Ever since then, it's been doo-doo. That zone blocking don't work. They figured it out, buddy. Come up with a new idea. Yeah. They so figured got, it out. We got Sean McVay. We'll get on them in a sec. Because, <laughs> listen, I thought he took the cake until Monday night football. Boy. And Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> I got to use your whole government, buddy. Nathaniel. What are you doing? What in God's name are you doing? <laughs> A minute off the clock with three timeouts to kick a 64 yard field goal and not go for it on fourth and five when you just paid a quarterback 230 million, I think it was 165 guaranteed. 100, I don't know. Listen, it's a lot of digits, yeah, for someone of his stature. Mm -hmm. And you got him on the sidelines of somebody else. Getting two million dollars can kick a sixty-four yard field goal. You must be out of your mind. You, you listen. They should have took your job immediately, buddy. Immediately. Immediately. Listen. Somebody go get uh uh what's his name? Um, I'm thinking of a coach right now. Somebody go get Deion Sanders, man. <laughs> Deion wouldn't have did that. I Somebody bet you. I bet you Eric Bieniemy wouldn't have done that. Listen, Eric Spolstra wouldn't have done that. Neither. Eric Spolstra. <laughs> okay. Brian Flores wouldn't have done it either. Brian Flores wouldn't have done that either. Nope. And, and also, you got to tag Russ to that because having that type of cachet and be like, I'm going up to the coach like, first of all, I don't even know why y'all was just standing there wandering around aimlessly, not even trying to get a jump off sides. I literally stood there for 30 seconds, let the top, the clock drip, and be like, okay, uh, I guess we're just going to call a timeout and go for a field goal. I'm, I'm Russell Wilson. Y'all paid me. Y'all traded y'all's future for me. I'm timeout. Listen, this is what we about to do. Like you telling me, Lamar Jackson, you got you got hardball going up to Lamar. Like you want to go for? Yeah, I got this. And, and then plus, what what also pisses me off about Russ is like I know he's the you know the holy one, the golden child, and stuff like that. But it's okay to look upset. Just like when they pulled that stuff on Green Bay um, and like Aaron Rodgers, and they didn't go for it on fourth down and then let just kick the field goal and let Brady drive the last drive. Mm -hmm. Aaron, you clearly saw Aaron was frustrated, like, bro, why am I not out here? Mm -hmm. But I know, but he was also battling against, like, okay, this is, well, I think that was his first year head coaching there, but kind of like, and then there was already the optics of what the owners said. Or will told or the GM told Aaron Rodgers to behave himself. Mm -hmm. So there's history there of why he's like, I can't do what I really want to do. I just have to go with this. Mm -hmm. But like Russ, like you can't trust Russ' judgment anyway. We still dealing with him not audible in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. All right. Yeah, man. He ain't audible in the Super Bowl. 
That's the first so thing I that can't came trust to my him mind. anyway. That's the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that. And Richard Sherman called it like it was. And I, because I'm thinking, like, yo, you're you're freaking Russell Wilson. Like, what are we doing here? Like, like why don't you have that authority? Like, you should have that authority to no, just be different. like, nah, we changing the play. Nah, no, Pete, we're not doing that, Pete. Nope, nope, this is what we're going to do. This is what and I see that we do this. And this is your old team. Like, you don't even have that. Like, can't even just grab your cojones and go out there and be like, nah, I'm, it's me. It's me or nothing. If we lose, it's going to be because of me. Sierra got him. That's why he can't grab him. Anyway, all right, guys. Those are my two. Uh, <laughs> listen, any man that listens to Level Up before his football game, stop it. Okay, can I throw like a goal. quick hot seat on there, too? Because yeah, I'm I mean, embarrassed. <laughs> Excuse my language, but Derek, Derek fucking Carr, what in the hell was that? Everybody know I came into the season. I'm over here like you got you got Devontae Adams, you got Waller, you got Hunter Renfro, you got Jacobs, and y'all just I was down on I was down on the Dolphins. I called them, but the way that I pictured and how I explained Tool would play because of Hill. That's how Derek Carr played with Adams. You're three yards away from the touchdown, and you use play one, play two, pass to Devontae. Thankfully, he scored the second one, but everybody knows if he didn't, you were going to throw the ball again. You're at the third. You're at the three. <laughs> Jacobs has picked it up and started balling. Give him the ball, mm-hmm. at least for the first down. Right. So, like, y'all just over here looking Adams happy. Just to make it be like, oh, we got all these receivers, but, you know, we got to get his stats up still so they know that there's no drop-off. We know who Adams is going to be. Are you here to get stats or are you here to win? Because mm-hmm. you was getting stats and not winning with the Packers. We get it. You got him. Mm-hmm. Now play as him being an extra asset instead of playing like he's the only guy. Yep. It was just poor play, play calling and everything. I'm over here like y'all just gave the game away. Yeah. So that that was that was so I was so underwhelmed. I was looking at that because I was excited. I was like, bro, I'm going to catch every Raiders game. But if that's what I'm gonna see, <laughs> he's over here forcing passes, throwing picks. I'm like, bro, I wouldn't even throw in that pick, and I'm not as talented or as tall as you. <laughs> I'm like. That dude was out there playing Madden. <laughs> I was disappointed. I, hey, James, 17 out of 35 targets went to Devontae Adams only. That's, For what? That's, what, 49% of the pass? Yeah, about 49%, yeah. For what? For no reason at all. You got all these weapons. Weapons. You don't have, like, oh, you have Adams and you got a decent receiver here, a decent – you have weapons all they, around you. And they just paid Waller again. They gave him an extension. So it's like, what, yeah. what you out here? They gave him a like, bag. Yeah. Like, what am, I, what am I out here? What am I out here for the block? He's supposed, Adam's just supposed to be a distraction for me. Right. Because he's the best person on the field. So he gets the attention. That makes my job way easier. Hunter Renfro should have easily put up 75 yards. Mm-hmm. That's the quickest way to lose a, 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 rock, a locker room's confidence because mm-hmm. – there's a bias there, right? Because they used to play together. So it's like, oh, now that your boy here, 
You just gonna throw to him? That's what we doing. We saw we saw that in Cleveland when Wade got there, and people over here like, oh, your boy here. Y'all want to be locker buddies. Y'all want to make him the starter. I'm the starter. I was the starter on the championship team. You was on the championship team. You wasn't the, the only starters was LeBron, Love, and Kyrie. Everybody else was just there. <laughs> JR. JR. <laughs> this is facts. <laughs> like, Ew, like, but let's not. So, like, yeah, that's it. And then plus, it gets to that point where just like, Almost 50% of the targets went to him. So now you get people out of rhythm because, like, I'm not even looking for the ball. So I'm expecting it to go somewhere else. And then now I'm out of rhythm. Mm-hmm. Six targets for Winfro and um, Waller outside of that, six apiece, which is very unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Jacobs probably was out of rhythm as well, <laughs> dealing with all that. So, yeah, you he know, had hey. 10 carries. he had 10 carries, and I think he had probably like. Two, two or three passing targets. I'm just like, yeah. And he was cooking in the second half. I'm yeah. like, bro, give him the ball. The, the, y'all not that far down, and y'all gonna continue to be far down because you're gonna keep throwing these picks, forcing these passes, trying to prove a point. Right. Well, listen, guys. Nathaniel, Sean, and Derek Carr, <laughs> get your acts together, buddy. Please. And right. Russell Wilson, say something. No, Nathaniel. Nathaniel is a first-year head coach. You Russ, run the play, okay? Russ has been the same since he blew the Super Bowl. We can't yeah. trust him. All right, he listens to level up before his before his football. Had Geno Smith looking like a Hall of Famer. That defense was horrible. Horrible. That's what I was about to say. You read my mind. I was like, that Broncos defense was soft. Broncos country, let's ride home. <laughs> let's ride the L. Like what the? This is exactly why I said they're going to be the bottom because I was just like they they don't have that they don't have that it factor that everybody else has. They they might have a window and can slide into three with Allen and and Justin Herbert being day to day. But when I when that when the that news came out with uh, Allen and then followed up with Herbert. Later, like after that game, the first thing that came to my mind, Coach Pace. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't have that much hope because somebody's going to get injured over there. Told you. <laughs> it never fails. The char- that's what the Chargers do best, get hurt. Ain't even been two weeks. Derwin James, <laughs> give, give Derwin James about another three to four weeks because he played too reckless. He's always all over the football field, but he plays too reckless. He's going to injure a shoulder. Uh, ankle, uh, something. Don't worry. It it never fails. So I'm just going to talk about my some of my takeaways here, all right? Because I'm thinking, first of all, Matthew Ryan. Now, I know y'all, you eventually got the team in the overtime and everything, but you playing the Texans, bro. You playing the Texans. And you had to come back from double-digit deficits to take the game into overtime. You were absolute trash for three quarters, Matthew Ryan. And you don't that just makes me nervous because I was rooting for the Colts too this season to, to do well, to make it to the playoffs at least. I, I I'm gonna do a humble brag because I don't know how many of these I'm gonna get this year. Cause 
half our star players got hurt in week one against the Bengals. But great job, Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? Hanging in there, doing everything you can. Defense was great. Everything else was underwhelming on the offensive side. James, let me, real quick. That whole game was doo doo. I'm not gonna <laughs> that whole game. Everybody, listen, I've never said this about teams before, outside of maybe the San Diego and Raiders game last year. They everybody wanted to lose. That's how the game went. Somebody's just having to make a kick. Everybody did everything in their power to, to lose, lose that game. No, nah, like that that was that was horrid football. Yes. And it just was so horrible, it was good. So for those who don't know, my mom is a Bengals fan. And, and, and so I had her over for opening opening Sunday so we could watch this daggone game. And we almost both died that night, that day. Like we were we were literally having heart attacks, like back and forth. It, it was just ridiculous, utterly ridiculous. I'm I'm glad the Steelers were out on top. So but AJ Brown looking good for Philly. Oh, can, I, can I speak on that? Can I speak yeah, on that real quick? <laughs> by, the, by the way, for for uh, for that the Bengals Steelers game, <clears throat> that was ridiculous. Like it was one of those things. Like oh, it had all the potential, then it came to the point where I was like, I just want this to be over. Yes, like, somebody please win the game. Somebody please. Yeah, and then I was over here. We just like, what are the odds that two of the you know Super Bowl last year Super Bowl QBs come out and play like this? Yes. Oh, before you go on Philly, last thing for the Cincinnati game. So y'all went out and got all those offensive linemen to get your quarterback killed again. Again. I'm going to just leave it there. Go ahead, Coach. Listen, Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, kudos. Kudo, I love the offensive game plan. You have to get Devontae Smith involved. He got over a thousand all-purpose yards last year. You can't give the man four targets and no stats. No. But I like the decision making by Hertz. He it had me weary at first because I was just like, he was just looking too like ready to run. But he was looking a little bit comfortable in the pocket. It was it is Detroit, but I, I like what I saw. I like what I saw. It, it just kind of like recertified my confidence in them. However, Jonathan Gannon, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> he said it with his chest too. He meant that. Man, every word. <laughs> Syllable. Your offense cannot. There's n- that defense was a- Jared Goff, and then we over here got we we are and me me and Coach Pace already talked earlier earlier about Slay because what he said about Cooper Cup, but that defense, which I was most excited for, like I love the AJ Brown addition. Of course, I was hyped about that, but I mean with the drafts. And, you know, I felt like we had a solid defense last year. Uh, it just put itself together. I was like, oh, we're, we're good. You give up 35 points to Jared Goff? Man. Where was the run defense at? Like, I just felt like Swift did whatever he wanted. That would look like another preseason game. Mm-hmm. 
it was just like, uh, I'm going to just dump it off to Swift. Oh, I'm going to just hand it off to Swift. And then boom, you got 15, 20, 38. Like, I'm over here like, do y'all just, like, are you just out here? Like, they were trying to blow the game. Mm-hmm. Y'all almost did. I was about to text you, too. If they blew the game, I was about to blow you up. <laughs> like, and the funny thing is, like, I wasn't worried about blowing the game because in my mind, I was just like, the way the offense was moving, I was like, no way the offense isn't going to let this happen. But you come in week one looking like that? Trash. Nah. Gannon, you got to – he was like, I was getting like PTSD. I started thinking, I was like, bro, is this Gander or is this Howie Roseman? Because you already know how I feel about Howie. <laughs> so I'm over here like, I, I, I need to see better from that defense. I was very underwhelmed by that. Very. You know who else was underwhelming? The Packers offense. Oh, I expected that. Oh, they play. This is this is exactly why, and this is exactly why I, t- I picked the Vikings to win the uh, win the division because just off rip when he threw that bomb down, I think it was to Watson, and he just blatantly dropped the a wide open TD because he had the guy beat by like yep. five yards. Yep. And I was just like, this is what's going to frustrate Aaron, and he's going to get pissed on top of him getting beat up all game. Mm-hmm. But hey. You wanted to be a drama king. You wanted to get your money. Right. And you didn't want to spend time, more time with your young receivers. Now, that doesn't excuse the drop pass because that was a beautiful pass that, that was dropped. But yeah. the, the offense looks so hard, like, for to run. Like, yeah. there's – the rhythm is just all over the place. Like, it, it, it was so hard for them just to get first downs, let alone score. Like, so it's just like your, your receivers aren't on the same page. That's why you should probably spend as much time with them as possible, Aaron. All great quarterbacks that won MVP or became great had great receivers. You lost Adams, and this is what you get. And you have nothing to supplement that for. Because yeah. at least when Adams was coming along, you had Jordy Nelson. Yeah. But there's no transition from that. It's just like, okay, I go from Adams, the best, you know, arguably the best receiver in the league, to a bunch of young guys. And with, with your best guy, supposed to be Lazard, out. Yeah. Yep. So that doesn't make it any easier. Mm-hmm. So now it's just like the only guy that I really have repetition with is not even here. Mm-hmm. From Devontae Adams to Adam Lazard, how do we get And then people were trying to pick like, oh, remember last year? When, you know, he came out and he put up three points and they looked horrible. I was like, this isn't that. This is not that. This is this is their team. This wasn't a slip up. This is their team. I'm not completely blaming Aaron Rodgers, but this is the, you made this bid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sleep tight. You want to expose receivers at practice. You probably tore some, a couple of, you know, uh, egos down, put people in a slump, and then you think they're going to come out game one and just something going to click and ball? Everybody don't operate like that. Nope. Know your personnel. Man. And if you spent more time around your team, you would know them, right, Aaron? But anyway, instead of going off doing your – okay, anyways. Moving forward, game last night, AFC West is the best division in football. That's what everybody's saying, and we had an AFC West matchup. Chiefs and Chargers. What were your thoughts quickly on the Chiefs and Chargers game? 
Uh, I'll go real quick because I'll be quick. Um, I thought it was overall a good game. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Watching it, <laughs> um, what threw me outside of the little interception, um, I blame I blame the San Diego Chargers losing the game um, because they got too antsy and they didn't listen to a player um, who was tired. That literally, that's literally what it comes down to. That is terrible coaching. If I hit you with a head tap, that means sub me out. I <laughs> mean, sub me out. Regardless of if you want to go tempo, that lets you know that I am tired. Don't get mad at me because you think I'm out of shape and this, that, and the th- No, that's not what it is. If I say I'm tired, I'm tired. I'm letting you know. So coaches say it all the time. If you're tired, let me know so I can get you out. That's literally what they say. He let them know. They said, no, nah, we about to run tempo. All right. Whatever happens after this is on the coach because mm-hmm. I let y'all know. So they wanted to run that little play. It was a bad ball because it was thrown inside. I understand. Yeah. It was a miscommunication on both the tight end and Herbert um, because he probably thought – it was. I mean, tight end probably thought it was going to come outside. He probably didn't think he was going to get the ball because he was tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he threw it inside, which is stupid because you're never supposed to throw inside. You're always supposed to throw outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes for a pick six, and that was the game. Now, I will say, when he cracked his ribs – and he didn't throw the one pass, and he was like, I was like, oh, dude, he's cooked. Like, he tried to throw it, and he just, like, he didn't even throw it. It kind of just, like, fell out his arm because mm-hmm. he couldn't even get his arm up. I was like, oh, he's cooked. And then he comes back and throws a zinger down the middle. I was like, oh, I need all these fantasy points. It was <laughs> That was probably the best pass of the night. I'm not going to lie to you. I Listen, I know Herbert was like that, but I everything – it solidified everything I needed to know about Herbert because that was a dime. Yeah. All 10 cents worth. Mm-hmm. But overall, man, it was a good game. I blame the loss, the Chargers loss on the coach. Simple, plain and simple. There it is. Coach Murph, any thoughts? Uh, it was it was cool. Like, in the moment, it, it was a, to me, it was a good game. And then I sat with it after and I was just like, eh. I, feel, I don't know. I don't know how I feel, but um, I don't think it it really told me anything about either team. Like for it to be, um, well, you look at, you know, Mahomes having, you know, the strong arm on the division from last year. Um, and then you got this up and coming guy. Um, basically, we'll make the two popular and best QBs in the division to everybody's to, to the media's eyes. And it's just kind of like, I don't know, it just kind of was. Um, Mahomes looked a lot smarter with his, his uh, you know, decisions. I, I For these first two games, I don't really count the first game because, you know, that was pretty much a, a practice game for him. But it looks like him not having Hill forces him to be smarter. Because now it's not just like I have him, he's going to outrun him, so I can just gun everywhere I want to go and he'll find it. Yeah. Now it's just kind of like, okay, just like you said with Rodgers, know your personnel. I don't have that type of speed. The speed that I do have is with this young guy outside of Scantling. 
um, but he's new to me. So you're just kind of getting a flow. You look like that you're, you're, you extended your preseason pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like that from him because, I mean, he was just a pick waiting to happen last year. Um, so I, I like the, the IQ. It looks like it, it from Mahomes early. Um, Herbert played play well. I mean, the biggest hiccup was that, that pick six to me. But Yeah, I don't have much to add. I think y'all covered that pretty well. I'm just going to say. Asante Samuel, bro, catch the ball. I know you play defense, but, bro, catch the ball. I'm not blaming you for the loss, but those were golden opportunities. Pat Mahomes basically gave you two, two chances to make a play, and you dropped both of them. First one was a pick, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. First one was a pick. First yeah. one was for sure a pick. That's what he did for talking <laughs> that trash to Adams last week. He got cooked the next play. <laughs> Oh, so we're going to do a little fancy football starter sit, and we'll go through this real quick. Uh, I'll kick us off with Justin Jefferson at the Eagles. You better start that, man. Start and up. I know it's your Eagles, Coach Murph, start but up. the way they looked against Detroit, Justin Jefferson might have a field day. You already know what I thought about Gannon. <laughs> I mean, that, <laughs> Slay better. Let's see, Slay. Man, start him. Starting. All right. It was good to see uh, Saquon Barkley back doing his thing. Had a good game against the Titans. Is he going to have another good game versus the Carolina Panthers? I, I say starting. Will you say, Coach Pace? Starting. Starting. Start. I think Saquon back low-key. As long as he don't get hurt, bro, he has a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coach Murph, are you starting to sit in Saquon? I would start him. I like what I saw. And, I mean, I don't believe in Daniel Jones. So, you know, the less the ball is in his hand and more in Saquon, I feel like that's good. He He's out there. He looked like he had a point to prove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, I did uh, end up watching that Pivot interview uh, the other day. And, yeah, it, it all makes sense. His mentality – I like his mentality a lot. Yeah. He uh, looks like a young Freddie T out there, man. Yeah. Man, they was talking game, wasn't they? That was dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, next, this one's a little bit. Cordero Patterson, who had a good game last week against the Saints, who forgot how to play defense all of a sudden. That was embarrassing. It looked like Marcus Mar- Mariota was playing for Oregon again. Uh, again at the Rams. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and sit Cordero. I don't think they going Rams are gonna have uh, two bad games back to back. Uh, and their defense really wasn't much of the problem. It was more of their offense. So I sit Cordero Patterson against the Rams. What y'all think? Nah, I, I'm I'll still start him. Uh, probably probably more so of a flex guy, but I he does so much on the field. Like he's gonna find a way to get points because he doesn't. He can be in the backfield. He can be at the slide. They'll have him out. And he's their most reliable guy outside of, you know, Pitts. But I would still give Cordero because of his versatility. You, there's It's easier ways to get him the ball. So uh, I, I would I would start him. Okay. I would start him, too. He's going to get you about 10 to 15 points this game, which is which is solid for a flex. Like, hmm, hmm. 
I mean, he might get you more if he gets a touchdown here or there, but he's going to get you about 10 to 15 points at least. Man, I hope you're right because I have him as my flex right now. So I hope you're right. I say, just based off touches, he's going to get about 15 to 20 touches easy, and five or six of them are going to be passes. So, yeah. But, all right. This one's also, this is also tough for me. Burrow coming off of a, a, a struggling week one playing the Cowboys defense, starter set. Uh, Big Shiesty is back, man. We back on it. That's easy. Big Shiesty is back, man. Well, starting, yeah, you got, you got Cooper Rush out there. I, I'm seeing a lot of offensive opportunities. I, I'm seeing a, a pick. I'm seeing two turnovers from Rush loaded, whether it's two picks, a pick, and a fumble. Something's going to happen. Um, I mean, the defense, the Dallas defense is just kind of like, just keep an eye on Micah. Micah might kill Joe during the game. No, he won't. Like, no, he might die. They about to, man, they about to chip the mess out of Micah. They yeah. about to, man, they about to tear Micah ribs up. <laughs> man, you see, they are, look, the, the book's out on him. He doesn't like to be chipped. So all you got to do is give him an elbow, a great elbow in the ribs, and he's cooked. It's a wrap. He, oh, this is illegal. You know what I mean? He's going to be a little salty, man. It's, come on. Also, I mean, with with Burrow, I mean, he he's just, I mean, he's way more mobile than Brady. He's not going to be just sitting there in the pocket. So he can just literally, like, hey, we're just rolling out away from him. And then you got all the speed in the world. Higgins will be back. Um, you know, we already know what Jamar Chase is. I mean, you have, I mean, Mixon that you can dump it off to. You could just keep him on the move and just have Micah just running all over the place. Um, still got T Boyd in the slot, man. Ooh. No, I mean you—you you got options. I, I just think he's the style of quarterback he is. He can get away with a lot more because he doesn't—he knows to not just sit in the pocket because Mike will find his way in there. Yes. Okay. We will see. That's going to be an interesting game there. Uh, all right, we're going to do a little week week two uh, preview. Cover a couple games here. Dolphins at Ravens. Uh, Coach Pace, who do you have winning this one? Lamar. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know who can listen. You don't Lamar, know who the Ravens are. <laughs> I don't got much else for you. Listen, Lamar over to him. <laughs> he said, I don't know that's, who the Ravens are. That's, that's literally what I was going to say. I was going to be like, Lamar, Lamar is going to win. That is just simple to me. The Dolphins' defense is tough, though. Yep. Lamar it, are they tough or did they look tough because it was – I mean, Natty T said it, Mac Jones with no offensive coordinator. <laughs> so, was it really them? Yeah. And, right. plus the, and plus Mac Jones' style. There, There's just – you got to respect Lamar as a passer, even though that he has – you know, he doesn't have that big-name receiver. But them legs, boy <laughs> – He'll cook him up anyway. He's like a true dual threat quarterback. So, yeah, Lamar uh, versus okay. So we're all in the Ravens. I'm rooting for Lamar the whole season, so I'm picked the Ravens too. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a close game, though, at the very least. Yeah. Um, yeah. Buccaneers at Saints. Does Brady finally get his? Buccaneer victory over the Saints this weekend. No. 
<laughs> MT is back, baby. That boy Michael Thomas came out there and cooked. I'm, yeah. I'm rolling with the Saints, bro. I'm rolling with the Saints. Um, it will be tough if Kamara can't suit up because there's speculation, so it'll be Ingram. But um, I'm expecting – I don't know. I, I'm just – I'm expecting a, a better game from Olave. He'll get more uh, more targets. I mean, Landry looked really good out there. Uh, Wentz, uh, Winston looked like he, he got comfortable in the back end of, of that game. That's a muster up that comeback. But you know you can't do that against the Bucks. You can't fall back behind because nine times out of ten, you're not getting back in the game. But um and, and the Saints always had a great defense. So I feel like Winston has too many weapons and he's a lot smarter than he was back when he was for the Bucks. Plus, he might have a little chip on his shoulder still, too, of just like, yeah, it's Brady, but also like y'all got rid of me. So I, I got to get you. Okay. Okay. I like that. Coach Pace, what do you think? So there's a variety of factors I'm factoring in. Okay. If Kamara doesn't play, I got the Bucks. But if Kamara plays, I got this. I got the Saints. Now, also, if Lenny or Kamara doesn't play, I got the Bucks. Because if Lenny's out the game, that takes all oh, Brady's in trouble. Because Lenny takes a whole lot off of Brady. Mm-hmm. And I'm really not factoring Mike Evans because Marshawn about to shut him down like he normally does. So. Like I said, if if Lenny don't play, I got Saints. If Lenny don't play, I got the Saints. Okay. If Lenny plays and Kamara don't play, I got the Bucks. Gotcha. Now, if it's all up even, where's the game at? Uh, at Saints, New Orleans. I got New Orleans. Oh, never mind. Shoot, I didn't think about that. It's in New Orleans for real. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got New Orleans. My bad. Ooh, we. I got New Orleans. I didn't know that. It's a lot of factors that go into this game. But if it's straight up and in, in New Orleans, I got New Orleans. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick New Orleans in this one, too, man. I, I like, uh, I know, you know, Jenkins isn't there anymore. Uh, but like y'all, like y'all said, if Kamara plays, especially, I got, I got the Saints there. Uh, for some reason, they got Brady's number. They know how to defend him. If they neutralize him, it's Jameis's game to lose after that. They can they can rush for and play man. They're one of the rare teams that can do it. They can literally rush for and play man. That's all it is. They're not they're not doing anything out of the ordinary. When you can rush for and play man, it's like pick your poison. And I, I'd say like you were talking about Chris Olave, and, and, and it was good to see. Uh, Michael Thomas back, man. That was not just because I have him on my fantasy team, but because I was honestly a fan of his. Uh, man, right receiver, you might be Ohio State, man. They be pumping them out. I was at the game last week, and Marvin Harrison Jr., that boy, nice, man. That boy mm-hmm. is nice. Listen, man, we good for receivers, defensive players, and, and backs. Backs. Yeah, Henderson's good too. The back that they have there. Right. We good for everything except um quarterbacks. Justin Justin Fields trying to change that for us. Yeah. Um 
Next one. Cardinals who struggled in week one at the Raiders who also struggled in week one. Who comes out on top in this one? Raiders. Easy. Raiders. Raiders. All right. Yeah, we, we all agree on that one. Uh, all right. This is going to be that. This might be my favorite game uh, is the is the late Monday night game. Vikings at Eagles. I'm really looking forward to seeing this one. Sorry, Demars. I got Vikings in this one. What a game at? In Philly. Come on. <laughs> he said, come on. Well, <laughs> well I already know who DeMars is picking. Um... That's who I'm picking. As he holds That's... his Jalen Hurts jersey. I wish I was a fan. See, this would make it of one of the teams because this would make it easier. Listen, so... it's simple. Philly's going to win because you should believe in Hurts more than you believe in Kirk Cousins. Why would I do that? Like, he has Justin Jefferson. I understand that he's one of the premier receivers in the league. But yeah. let's not forget who A.J. Brown is. And let's not forget. No. And then we're not going to forget about Adam Thielen either. And I know we have Jonathan Gannon. I understand. That's exactly why I didn't pick him. <laughs> I said, that. literally said it. <laughs> but also, like, let's not sit here and act like the Vikings was really playing somebody last week. Just like Philly wasn't really playing nobody last week. So worse. <laughs> what about Dalvin Cook? Dual That's threat, dual threat running, running back. Yeah. I know Jonathan DeGallon ain't came up with no good game plan. We got depth. We got depth. Literally, we have four touchdowns from three different receive. I mean, three different backs and hurts. So, but y'all could even stop Swift. What y'all gonna do with Cook? Cook isn't as fast as Swift. It's close. It, I mean, he's definitely but, stronger. But, but than Cook is more of a power. Cook is more of a power back. Swift is speed and shifty. Like, not saying Cook isn't shifty, but if we're talking speed, look it up. Look it up. I would not I stand for this Dalvin Cook. How was that? You ain't gonna catch Cook by saying. How is that disrespecting by saying Swift is faster? You ain't catching Cook. That's the thing. Ain't nobody on Philly defense catching Cook if he get in the open field. Listen, I'm expecting them to learn from their mistakes and be embarrassed about last week and tighten up. I expect the players to learn. I don't know if Gannon has learned anything. <laughs> sometimes, you, sometimes you just got to sit down and be like, yo. Actually, and then also the 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 running. I mean, the running style in Philly and the way our offense is ran. You just eat up clock. Just eat up the clock on them, it's and force them. And it, which is funny because like force them to throw because you got you know <laughs> Justin Jefferson out there. But you're you're better off doing that than than leaving them to to lead. You got home field advantage. Bro, it, it's it's silly. Darius Slay don't even know what an elite receiver is. <laughs> and he's supposed to, is he supposed to cover Justin Jefferson? That would be his responsibility, yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, so you want me to believe in Gannon and Slay? <sighs> this, this I want you to be great. pick Philly by three. I don't know why I would pick Philly by three. This guy. I got believe in this guy. I got DeMarce, the Viking Vikings. This hurts. Uh, literally. Four. Listen, I got Philly by three. Okay. 
And I don't even know who's going to score the touchdowns. I, I got I got Philly by 10. 10? By 10? In what, push-ups? <laughs> 10 more minutes of possession? What do you mean? <laughs> by 10 bro because like as much we are our run game is just as a threat as cook so i mean just with the versatility of backs and having hurts in the backfield you know what's crazy he said our run game is just as versatile as one man yeah because nobody because nobody in our run game it amounts to cook that's a fact but still at the end of the day the run game is the run game if your run game comes from that one guy okay but Ours pertain to four different. We got Gainswell, we got Sanders, we got Scott, and we got Hurts. You're talking a whole lot about that offense, and I ain't heard nothing. Nothing. We're going to go by the time of possession, force force Cousins to throw, and try to put that pressure on them. I I don't believe in the defense right now. He don't acknowledge the defense. Who's called you? Huh? You were were Sariani or Gannon. Because if you was coaching, I might be like, you know what, DeMars made the requisite changes. <laughs> I don't know what they expect. <laughs> I, I, but I'm not gonna lie. I expect Nick Seriani to be like, because even Gannon came out and said it was like he was the only one that spoke on. Well, clearly he's the defensive coordinator, but he spoke on how poor the play calling was. But Nick Seriani is known because he did it last year. When Gannon had his little stretch and was like, this ain't cutting it, this needs to change, and he changed it. So now, I'm, of course, I'm not expecting it to be a complete turnaround, but I don't expect the Vikings to put up 35. Nah, I mean, they'll probably do like more like 27. See, the problem is... I'm 23. He says the right things. You remember when Kerry Combs was like, you know, we need to adjust some things in our defense, and they still got blown off the field, and was their defense was terrible. Ohio State defense was terrible. Mm. I know this is not college, <laughs> but I don't know with Ganny. I really don't. Okay, I don't know what to expect. I'm just picking Philly because Demar's convinced me to pick Philly. <laughs> okay. I feel like Justin Jefferson is gonna go for a buck fifty and like two tugs, but Philly, and then Dalvin Cook's gonna run for like ninety yards in the don't don't don't, Philly, don't buy into it. Don't buy into the propaganda. Drink, drink the Kool Aid. Don't what? drink the Kool Aid. Demars mm-hmm. did that whole Demars. delivery without mentioning. If Philly defense. comes back here. I don't have they listen. I just need them to. I just mentioned the defense. I told him just he don't recognize the letter D. Him. He don't recognize. He said A B C E. <laughs> I mean, can y'all can y'all blame me? I mean, the defense gave me nothing. It left like way. It left me nothing to desire. But I'm expecting them to pull it to pull it together. Like this is a step up in offense because one. Well, I mean, Cousins to to golf. Cousins is better, but it's not like he's that much better. But offensive weapon wise, Vikings are better. But I just expect for them to just step up in, in the face of adversity, you being home, and just making making something happen. Demaris, I'm gonna need you. Hey, I'm, gonna need you I'm gonna need you to pull your collar up. Your bias. Hey, he said, First of all, we can all say that when it comes to people that I'm a fan of in teams, I'm by far the least biased person you know. I get on everybody. I got on Jimmy when he had his. I'm stupid locked in. 
phase that had it out for him when Philly and Jonathan Gannon had it out for him. Like, I'm like, even with artists, when they drop albums and, and songs, I'm like, that's not it. I'm the first person to step on that list. Just like when, you know, Ross dropped his, his last album, the port of Miami three. And I was just like, you should have stayed in the port. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> was like, yeah, that, that, that should have stayed over there. So like, I'm just saying, there's nobody fast enough to c- catch Dalvin Cook except for Devontae Smith, and he play offense. That's the only guy on your on your roster that's fast. Then don't let him break free. That's their that was their issue. They let Swift break free. I don't know what was up with the house. Actually, it didn't even matter if he ran outside or inside because he found his way <laughs> through whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> just learn how they'll they'll just be better. I'm expecting better play on the defense because I feel like they're going to I feel like they're going to slow the game down a lot more and and plus it's in terms of speed on offense like player to player the Lions have a lot of young fast guys just running around you really I mean Thielen he's efficient not fast is it's really just Justin Jefferson and Cook so I feel like all you have to do is plan your focus on Justin Jefferson and Cook, whereas for the Lions, they just kind of was like, hey, this is your guy. Get that guy. There was like no person that you could just like truly focus on. They just got ate up by everybody. <laughs> it happened again on Monday night. You know what's funny? I was more stuck on the fact that he said, Kirk Cousins, really, there really isn't that much of an upgrade from Jared Goff. Listen. Don't disrespect me like that. Kirk never been to the Super Bowl. Don't. don't Neither did Jared Goff. Yes, he did. He just lost. No, he didn't play that game. He he, he got there. He didn't play. He didn't play. What was his stat line? What did he get? get His stat line was no different than Brady's. Did Brady play? Well, at least Brady threw something. At least he made something happen. Wait, that that no, I'm not. I'm not. No golf. Listen, I look at Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff in the same sentence. No, 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 no. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful because Cousins and Golf are a lot closer than Baker than Golf. So are Dak and Golf close? No. <laughs> exactly. And Cousins is up there with that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Why not? Dak is better. How much better, though? Dak is at, if Dak is at 13, Kurt's at like 15, 16. Oh, you think Kurt is better? <laughs> no, I said that if Dak is at 13, which is, I said 13 or 14, somewhere in there. Uh- Listen, man. Kurt is at like 15, 16. Kurt ain't that much of a drop off from that. Those are facts. Listen, Golf I, is like 22. Philly by Golf, golf is 33. 33, that's nasty, James. That's nasty. <laughs> that implies Zach Wilson is better, and I'll be damned if you put Zach. <laughs> uh, listen, at getting moms, he might be number one. But at quarterbacking, no. Philly by ten. Philly by ten. I can't wait. To, I can't wait to see this game. 
Dude, if I got to come on here and people talking about, well, you picked Philly. I told you you shouldn't pick Philly. Listen, man, if you come on here and talk about I shouldn't pick Philly, I might have the Mars. Philly better be right. Philly better be right. You got it, bro. They're going to be right. Don't worry about it. Because if I pick my team, and I picked my team last week and lost. If I pick your team and I lose, I'm not picking nobody else's team for the rest of the year, man. I'm sick. <laughs> Coach Burp, go ahead and talk, tell us who you betting on this weekend. Listen, man, I'm going to keep it nice, short, simple, and sweet. So, like I said, I'm taking Saints for the dub uh, over the Bucks. We already talked about that game. I just believe that the – I mean, Coach Pace already talked about the, the Lattimore and Evans matchup. Evans is non-existent whenever they match up together. Um, MT being back. Uh, with all the other weapons of Olave and, and Landry. Um, hopefully Kamara plays. It made me be even more confident about it, but nonetheless, I like what I saw from Winston in the back half of the game and the, the offense and the defense has always been solid. And the Saints are the underdogs, so I would take them. I'm taking the Panthers over the Giants. Because mm. the Panthers are, even though, like, you know, the whole fiasco of was it a spike, was it not a spike, and then the Panthers lost. But CMC looked good. Baker looked aight. <laughs> but, um, you know, their defense is real. They got a solid defense. And um, it's Daniel Jones. So Daniel Jones at the end of the day. Okay. And lastly – as much hell I give him, I'm taking that man, Carson Wentz, and the Commanders over the Detroit Lions. Demaris. I'm not even going to call you Coach Murph. Demaris. <laughs> I'm taking him. Outside of those picks, Wentz looks solid. Um, Detroit's defense – to me, like I feel like the Jags defense is better to me. Also, I'm thinking that the Jags just play better because I, they know Wentz better because Doug Peterson is the, the head coach over there. So Doug Peterson knows Carson Wentz. He knows what makes him uncomfortable. So, I mean, it's and then the Washington defense is better than that. And th their offensive weapon, offensive weapons is better. Uh, in, in Detroit. So, um, or well, I feel like offensively, the commanders are better than the, the Detroit Lions. So I'm, I'm going to take the commanders. Okay. Okay. That's, that's fair. Uh, the, the, the Doug Peterson point was good. I respect that. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, y'all heard it here. Go ahead. Play y'all bets. You know what I'm saying? So I know I'm going to do, I, I promise I'll send them to you earlier this time. So we can work out the kinks. Okay. Anyway, all right. Hope y'all enjoyed the show. Thank you for stepping into the coach's box. We'll highlight y'all next week with, of course, more NFL news. All right. Stay blessed. Stay safe. Peace. Peace.